0: It's time for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it starts right now.
1: And we're back. Howdy, y'all. Today, we're going to just jump into a couple stories, but we want to let you know you can go to patreon.com slash market explainer and support us there. Mm Mm-hmm. A ship with a bunch of EVs catches fire in the ocean. (laughs) Yep. Second, everyone is going public, so Citrix, an (laughs) old-timey tech firm, is going private. (laughs) Pardon me, but BlackBerry still had $600 million worth of assets to sell?
0: Yes, they did.
1: And finally, this Swedish electric quadcopter hates america
0: <laughs> they do not hate america but all right
1: they do and i'll explain why on this explainer.
0: <laughs> very nice i like it all right so a,
1: <laughs> in the world of shipping goods from other countries to the united states we have watched uh-huh. as ports have been clogged with ships we yep. have watched as Different states is is California is having issues. They're saying, "Hey, whole Regan, whole reason Reagan built the Panama Canal. Why don't you come on over to Florida? We'll help you port, and you know we're ready to take your goods." Right, right. A ship. <laughs> uh
0: huh.
1: A ship carrying Porsches, Bentleys, and Volkswagens. Which, for those of you not nerds about cars and nerds about business, Volkswagen Group owns Porsche and Bentley and all mm-hmm, these other things. Mm-hmm. It,
0: it caught on fire. <laughs> Not only did it catch on fire, it caught on fire in the middle of the ocean, yeah. carrying just under 4,000 of these cars.
1: <laughs> 4,000. So, if, if you were concerned about the contraction on the automotive market because of supply issues, because of the chip shortage, mm-hmm. 4,000 chips just burned <laughs> in the cars in the ocean.
0: Well, there's multiple because. chips per car, so it's 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 literally th- tens of thousands of chips. That's but so cool. here's the deal.
1: That's so cool, bro. As of
0: recording this show, okay, yes. and this happened last week, um, as of recording this show, it's still on fire, folks. It's still, I checked. We are recording this on uh, uh, February 23rd, right? Yeah. It is still on fire. A week later, it's still on fire. Because, and here's the deal. Most people, and you know me, I'm a, I'm a glutton for all these nerdy little things. Apparently, yeah. this particular kind of ship, it's not like a cargo ship you see on the news field. and different kind of things. Right. They transport these cars with a particular kind of ship called a roll-on, roll-off. Where they literally just drive these suckers on like a ferry going from you know one side of Manhattan to the other. Right, right near Staten Island back, they roll yeah. them on, and they're built to have these huge holes, right, yeah. to hold all of these cars, so that they can 4, get more cars, cars across, right. Yeah. The problem is, is because they're not built like a normal ship, a normal ferry or whatever has fire barriers every so many feet, and they have water to all these pre these things to help with different to kinds mitigate, of things happening
1: to, to mitigate this kind of thing
0: these kinds of ships aren't built with those because those would take up car space, Yeah. right?
1: so because, I'll just throw this out there, internal combustion engines, while they have a micro-explosion occurring second, uh, you know, milliseconds, right? right they, they just, they don't have a tendency to catch on fire like EVs do. But they I don't mean,
0: ship uh, them, they don't ship them with a lot of gas in them. It's not like they're yeah. all coming over because that would be even more weight no, 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 if they had...
1: They literally ship these things where the light's blinking. Like, they ship mm-hmm. these things like a woman driving her kids to school. Like, the light's blinking. Like, please get me be, to the gas station. Please you, just you you let have me make it. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, so. Uh, but
0: EVs are fully packed, right? That's the thing about EVs. Ba- and here's the other thing it, it's not clear yet because obviously it's still on fire. They haven't been able to assess the damage. So they don't know exactly yet. <laughs> they don't know exactly. What has caused it yet? They've got two tugboats out in the middle of the ocean trying to put these fires out. The problem is, like we found out, what a month ago, two months ago in Houston, when that Tesla caught on fire, that yeah, the fire department in Houston didn't have anything available to put out the fire. Is correct. these things when an EV catches on fire, it's, it's hotter right. than like it's right. hotter than than a than than what you can believe. Like right. we our welding equipment that we use to to solder iron bars is right. a tenth of what the fire burns so, of what not, EV's fire.
1: So, you know, in the context of our show here, I'm more of the, you know, the future is going to be wild and crazy and Big Man's more like it's got to be measured and it's going to be normal <laughs> man. So,
0: <laughs> I hope that's all. Yeah, hope, so, yeah. so,
1: I'm just cuz I'm more of the crypto futurist type of person and Big Man is not. Right. But that's why we have a show is cuz we have such different views on things. And I hate to, I hate to appeal to his, uh, gen X's sensibilities, but <laughs> this is why EVs are probably not going to be the thing that they are projected to be. And here's the other thing, just this, uh, last week, a, the new Kia EV, uh, got into a, what appears to me like a minor accident somewhere in, in, in Europe and just caught fire. So <laughs> Um, I, I remember I. Have, I, in, in, I didn't read that
0: story, but again, not surprised. Things are going to happen. You have electricity. You have yeah, power. You have, you have I a mean battery
1: pack. Right. So you have all of you have nickel cadmium, which you know I, that's what I think nickel cadmium batteries or whatever. So I, I think that you know, and again, I'm a. On this one hand, I'm this techno futurist. Like uh, we're gonna have this crazy future, but at the same time, I like lots of noise I'm a, I'm a man i want v8 noises i like Supercharger mm-hmm. wine i like all of this right
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um i dis i i hate i hate the concept that i i'm not i would i would buy an electric car and i hate the people who are tesla fanboys but i hate the idea that i can't have a regular gas powered um, internal combustion engine mm-hmm. as an option. Like, I, w- I want to have multiple vehicles. You know, I- I've always been a guy who has more than one car most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I would love to have a car that I drive every day that's electric, just makes my life easy. So if I'm commuting or going somewhere, then I come and plug it in. But I still want V8 noises.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I think in the future holds, both of those things are going to be yes. fixed. I think we've we've talked several times that, I, again, I believe that it's more of a interchangeable both gas and yeah, electric a, motors for the future. Be a, be It'll a be hybrid. a combination. They'll figure yeah. those hybrid things out. But I also think that you and I have talked about this. I don't think that EV really takes hold until batteries have changed, the next evolution Correct. in batteries, which I would normally, when they take a step forward – one of the things they alleviate is some of the dangers of that it's like one of their goals right yeah. is okay we want to not only make a leap forward in power storage but we also want to make it safer right we don't want it to, to burn yeah. at a thousand million degrees right. um it's,
1: it's burning at 2000 kelvin which is that's a joke but i'm just saying it's burning really hot and here's the thing every leap forward in technology has this right you have right. a it's a hundred steps forwards 75 steps back right because we have to figure out how all this works in the car industry if you look at you know when I was born and you know the 70s and 80s when big man was uh, you know already very old
0: I was already yeah mm-hmm. um, you know
1: there was the malaise era where you could go buy a freaking firebird you could go buy the crazy you mm-hmm. the, the crazy chicken on 7.7 7 liter high output v8 yeah, had 200 horsepower, right? Uh-huh. And in my lifetime, that went from being the horsepower on a big leader car to 700 horsepower, 800 horsepower. Yeah. So I have no doubt it's coming or it's going to get there. But here's some interesting facts about this boat being on fire. The boat itself, the ship itself, the Felicity Ace. That's right. Is valued at two point, or two, $24.5 million. Uh-huh. And the vehicles on it have a street value of half a billion dollars.
0: That's right. And here's and they have already declared it a total loss.
1: Yeah, because you're not going to recover anything once the fire started. Here's the thing: they just burned the GDP of Gambia. So, like that is the GDP of or some country. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. Or El Salvador. <laughs> they just burned the entire GDP of El Salvador on a boat.
0: So here's here's again. I find that uh, first of all, I should we should say that all twenty-two crew members are safe. They all got Muzzle off the, the ship, right? Yeah. So nobody was hurt. No person was hurt, right? Yeah. In this, from their accounts, and they don't. Again, they don't know where it started. The the people, uh, the crew apparently doesn't don't doesn't know where yeah. it started, but according to the crew, it started with one vehicle fire. Yeah, like a single vehicle yeah. was on fire
1: so, so here's what happens um several of these uh, several of the big manufacturers so chevrolet for instance has been advising people to park their chevy bolt outside and has been telling the dealerships don't put them on the showroom leave them outside because they <laughs> randomly catch on fire so
0: <laughs> and this listen, is
1: <laughs> I'm. I don't. I. I still have that 15 year old boy in me. That's like fire. Fire.
0: Fire. Fire. Yeah, fire,
1: fire, fire. Exactly. Like
0: I want to see a video of this. Like I want to see yeah. an entire 25 million dollar ship just ablaze.
1: No. I want to see the GDP of a small South American country light on fire, and then. And here, let me tell you something. Just as a side note, a lot of these huge ships uh-huh. have uh, Indian Indian crew members because. They have engineering degrees, and they come from an impoverished part of the world where, if you start offering people silly amounts of money—sixty, seventy thousand dollars U.S. that means their entire extended family is taken care of. So, my father worked on a ship, not not like this kind of boat. He did yeah. work on a not a cruise ship, but it was a.
0: But they sit on a-, a ship that travels back and forth, and, and you know what I mean.
1: And they 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 come back to port, and they're at home for. You know, I, it's it's usually they're out for two months, they're in for two months, out for two months, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure they have a rotating crew, right? Uh, yeah, like somebody and, gets off, the next crew gets on. and
1: Right, and my grandfather, you know, when he when he first met my dad, said, well, you don't want a guy who's working on a boat because he's never going to be home. And so my dad went and got a job at the airline working on the airplanes, but I'm just saying, like,
0: mm-hmm. that.
1: So, like, there's a lot of Indian crew guys on here. I just think it's, uh, this <laughs> just... This is the new future that we're in, which is like, hey, the Porsche Taycan Turbo, which is a mind bender of a term because there is no turbo, but Porsche just decided turbo means fast. Sure. When I was a kid and I get we're in a new world and everybody's different and all this other wild stuff, everything has a, Mm -hmm. but turbo should mean the vehicle has a turbo. Like <laughs> has a
0: turbo. an extra turbo. Yeah, like like extra. Like, yeah. you know, Porsche turbo should be Porsche With and a little turbo. extra. Like a yeah. yeah. No, but so, no. But
1: what they've decided it <laughs> means is there's the regular Taycan, and then there's the which is now called the Turbo. So I am just saying.
0: It sounds so saying, childish. It does. I'm saying, sorry. The word turbo sounds like a five-year-old came up with a marketing term. Yes. Let's call it turbo. Let
1: me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It works though.
0: Hey, uh, but look, people will pay for anything if cool. you uh, look. Uh, we we've talked about it. You slap yeah. Texas edition on any vehicle, car, truck, people will pay out the nose Bro. for it. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I I remember I was talking to a friend of our a friend of mine that is a manager at a. Uh, is a Nissan dealer he's a finance guy down in San Marcos and he's like hey man these trucks come in they come in off the off the truck and they now because the wheels and tires are so huge on vehicles factory Mm -hmm. they have shipping wheels and tires and the dealership as part of dealer prep takes those wheels off he says we just order them without wheels and we just get aftermarket wheels and tires Mm -hmm. and we get uh, we buy them in bulk from China Texas edition, we just slap them on the truck. Uh, the dealer prep guys just slap them on the truck. And now it's a Texas edition truck and we mark it up
0: $5,000. Yeah.
1: And we buy it. Here's the thing though. If you show me a truck and you say the payment's $5 extra a month and I get the Texas edition, Good old yeah. boy over here is doing it, right?
0: Toyota Tundra, which is what I drive, figured out yeah. really quick that by building their trucks in San Antonio, they're yeah. able to put a little sticker on the back window and every tundra comes with it now yeah, that says exactly. built in Texas with a Texas flag on it. You're right yeah, by Texans Texas, on the yeah. by Texans and, and it the sales went through the roof here in hey, Texas for hey, the tundra.
1: Let me tell you something. I rented a tundra a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Remember I yeah. And the rental came with the sticker on. it. Yeah,
0: but yeah. that's and and it, that sticker cost them what? I mean, a penny when you no, when I mean you factor it into you know what I mean? Yeah, fraction a fraction, of, fraction a of a penny, and it got sales. But here's here's what I find interesting about this article is yeah. okay, you have four thousand cars, a half a billion dollars. Right, right, gone. Another twenty-five million dollars in this ship, and God knows what what kind of loss to this company as far as time. It's an estimated another four hundred and fifty million dollars in salvage fees between right. the tugboats going out and putting out this fire, the st- the the uh uh taking it to a port, probably the Bahamas, right? Oh, yeah. All of these it's things. So another apart. half a billion dollars so in a billion salvage
1: dollars into this fire, right? Right.
0: And then you, then you take that, and I don't know, and I couldn't find I tried to look for it. Who is insured the that? But is there an insurance? Meaning, because a lot of you and I have talked about car manufacturers, a lot of them out there, Enterprise, Rental Car, uh, General okay. Motors. I know there's a lot of car manufacturers out there that insure their own cars, because right. until They're it drives insured. off the lot, right, yeah, self-insured, until it drives off the lot it's actually really low right as far as the damage risk and then on top of that um i i mean the premiums would have to be crazy so is there an insurance that's on the hook for this and if not i also found out that in 2020 this happened 10 times what 10 times in 2020
1: right So so just just for some context here VW Group is worth uh, $128 billion as of right now based on their stock price, which as of this recording is a little over $27. So um, this is, what is that, 1%? Right?
0: Yeah, I mean a little, a little less than 1%. But again, if they they're on the hook though. for it. Now, if yeah. there's an insurance company, the insurance company is gonna is going to pay it out. But on right. top of that, they're going to turn around and... Increase those premiums, right? Because that's what insurance companies do. Insurance companies never lose, (laughs) right? Right. Ever. So, So,
1: yeah, of course not. So Allianz is a, uh, there's a guy from the the head of Marine Risk Consulting. By the way, this is an aside. I love the risk, like the risk management industry. It's hilarious.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. They never lose, man. It's like Vegas.
1: It's, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's a, I love – here's what I love about markets and free markets and capitalism. There is the wildest stuff out there that somehow is like the nerdiest, dumbest stuff, and it's making silly money. Do not blame
0: insurance on capitalism, okay? Do not blame insurance on capitalism. That is – you love anything that's scammy, like anything that's (laughs) scammy. You love – and do not blame your scamminess on capitalism. There's a different thing.
1: No, 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 that's not, okay. But I'm just <laughs> saying, at the, at the end of this article, they quote the head of <clears throat> marine risk consulting at Allianz, which is a huge company, which, you know, they have a huge mm-hmm. office where I used to live. Um, and he basically said, like like you were saying, they don't separate, the, the they don't have sections. So regular cargo ships, they have shipping containers, which... Mm-hmm. You, we all know a girl with armpit hair that wants to build a shipping container house on some a piece of land
0: because they're all um, fireproof so, and waterproof and insulated and
1: and uh, this basically created an environment. So now what's what's going to happen is insurance companies are going to bring in risk consultants <laughs> to say, "Hey, how many EVs do you have? You're shipping 3,900 cars." Bentley doesn't make an EV. There was 1,100 Bentleys. Rest in peace to everyone in Beverly Hills that is Mm. their Bentley Bentayga on time. They're going to have to go buy a G-Wagon, but they're not offering V8 G-Wagons anymore because there's a two-year shortage on Mercedes V8s. So how are you going to express to people that you are wealthy without your Bentayga (laughs) or your G-Wagon?
0: I'm pretty sure that anybody that was waiting on a car that was on this ship is fine. They're going to be fine. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty context, sure they're fine. They're fine.
1: Well, I'm just saying there is a 16-year-old right now who was promised a mantega <laughs> by their father. Right? And it's is part of a divorce settlement <laughs> that 16-year-old has to get a Bottega for their birthday. And there will be no explaining to this child No, that this vehicle lit on They right. don't it get don't it. It doesn't matter. Daddy, you're rich. You're that- supposed to get me a Bottega. <laughs> But it's awesome. What do you expect me to do? Drive it, Audi?
0: I've already told everybody I have it.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so he's going to overpay for a used one and then have to get it. It's going to be great.
0: It's going to be great. Um, it's going to yeah. be great.
1: Um,
0: and if so that is you, share it with us so that we can enjoy it with you.
1: If if that is you, take away your child's phone. I don't care if they're a TikTok
0: influencer. <laughs> Oh, that's Screw a great story. Screw your
1: grand deals. Focus on raising your child. Um, all right, well done, Danny.
0: Da- that, that story was curated by Danny, which most yeah. of our stories are. And yeah. uh, Danny, well done. That was a great story. Thank you. And you I'm so saying that now because, you know, uh, not so much later on in this particular podcast. So go ahead.
1: Fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to tell you that you can go to bigmangear.com and you can check out Big Man's Gear uh, it's uh, <laughs> shipped and printed by Amazon Prime, bigmangear.com. So this next story
0: mm-hmm.
1: is a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Yep. This has been in my queue. This has been, I've bumped this from three other three other episodes. We're finally here. This is a kind of <laughs> clunky story, which is why I bumped it, right? Um uh, when I do the show, when I curate the stories, I want to be able to say something interesting, funny, whatever. Sure. This is this is a little. Uh... Um. <laughs> so what has happened is basically, I I look at this and you, you tell me if I'm correct or incorrect. Sure. Uh, so you know the movie Pretty Woman was about Richard Geary's a corporate raider, which was all the rage. <laughs> Leverage buyouts were all the rage in the eighties. Yep. Every you know, Carl Icahn made his bones and leverage buyout, all this other stuff. I think that's anyway. Um, and I've been diving in a little bit into high finance just to learn stuff. That's why I'm mm-hmm. saying it high finance instead of finance <laughs> like a normal person. Um and this is all fascinating to me. And because I'm learning all this stuff, I see this article, it's fascinating. Citrix, which is they do like how would you describe Citrix? I mean, if you have if you've ever worked at a big company you have interacted with a Citrix product, yeah, but it, and you've it, hated
0: it. Here's an easy way for you to understand this. If you were trying to explain this to your kid, and you said, Honey, when you pause your uh, Mickey Mouse video on your iPad, and you went into your room, and you wanted it to play at the same spot on your television set, that's what Citrix does for companies. Okay. right? Okay. Citrix is an application way back before there were applications right. that allowed you to work no matter where you were or right. what you were working on, right. whether it was a laptop, whether it was your desktop. Before, right. we were all connected like we are now, right? right. Back in the day, so, we weren't connected like this. There was
1: yeah, no... Zoom, so, and So they didn't have... they. I mean, because I remember at the last corporate gig I had, they had a handful of Citrix products, but Microsoft uh, Teams had effectively replaced, they, they were Correct. using a bunch of like, I think it was called Citrix Jabber and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, internal chat uh, things. They, Microsoft and Google have effectively, um, I wouldn't say killed, but Microsoft and Google have done a very good job of replacing or having like services to Citrix, where if you're a large corporation and you already have Office 365, it doesn't make sense to carry a citrus, like, have a Citrix product as a part of your technology stack because, uh, like, you, you can achieve this with a company that you already have a huge, you're doing big business with.
0: True, but here's how they've lasted so long. They, it wasn't, look... It's lasted so long for the reason that it's being taken, acquired, and taken private, private, right? Is because they were around before all of these other, right, people that are right. trying to now do what they do. They right. were around forever ago, and they are what we consider a legacy platform, but right. they were a legacy platform that still paid. Hundreds of people to keep it up to date and to work on Office 365, to work on all of the, you know, Windows 10 and what will come out Windows. So they they kept alive. But here's the problem. They used to, like most forms of software, you purchased that software and you got it forever. If you bought Windows, even up until what? Until Office, what, 7? No, yeah, no, it was Office
1: yeah. What was the last
0: one where you like, could... Pr- I think it was Office 7, 2007. No,
1: you, you can still buy Office. like <clears> You can't Mr. buy
0: Office give- anymore. It's all no, Office can- 365.
1: No, no, because I, I, I own it. I, I, but I it's monthly. It, so. You pay monthly. I, I don't. I, I, bought, I bought a license. But they are pushing you. Here's how they do it, though. They make it nearly impossible to figure out. You can just buy Office. I think I have Office 2019 or something.
0: So that they um, don't want you to, though. They want they you to pay monthly. To. They want you to pay annually, whatever. Exactly. So what happened, though, is Citrix used to sell licenses for a one-time fee to these right. big corporations. And then they right. would charge them on the IT side. Here's a small fee for us to maintain it. Here's the problem. That right. is no longer a sustainable model because of how big companies are, right? right. Because they're, you're you're undercutting yourself, right? And, that, so and that's
1: they, all it is. And they transitioned
0: 100... to a monthly fee, but it was right. too late. It's right. too late.
1: So what is happening is um you know, a company called Elliott Management, which is Paul Singer, which if you're kind of if you like to think of that world as like celebrities, this is not a this this guy is a real like killer when it comes to like leverage buyout, he's an active right. investor. Elliott Management is a what I think the oldest hedge fund in the country, or something like that.
0: It's it's um, definitely one so, of the oldest.
1: Yeah, and they are as as a part of one of their subsidiaries, Vista Equity Partners, with another with another company called Evergreen. They mm-hmm. are acquiring, uh, in total, Citrix for a total of sixteen billion, sixteen and a half billion dollars. That's like mm-hmm. that huge, and so some of what. In, this is just me speculating. Somewhat happens in these leveraged buyout situations, Sears will be a good example, <clears throat> is the fund comes in and buys them and then hits them with a bunch of debt, right? Mm-hmm. And the company has to now innovate itself, innovate something in order to find its way out of this debt. But the fund, on the other hand, has taken fees, has taken interest payments, the fund is gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. The question is: Does Toys "R" Us, the Sears, how did they survive? Um, and in the case that we know now of Sears, no survive, no, no well, survive.
0: but they already have a plan, and yeah. and the reason so, I say that, they already have the, a plan, and that's Go ahead. that's
1: why this 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 uh, this privatization of Citrix is different,
0: right? Than most of have, the cases.
1: Yeah, than most of the cases is this LBO. It, it makes sense because. They actually have a product, and if they can really rejigger their products, they're actually going to be merging Citrix with a company called Tibco.
0: Mm-hmm. never
1: heard of that? It's, it's a saying. cloud
0: analyst-based software, very similar yeah, to what Citrix does. And this is what I say. They have a plan, and here's why I say that. When yep. someone is willing to not only buy something from you, but willing to buy it from you at a premium. So when this was first announced, which is actually a couple of months ago, Right yeah. when it was first announced, but it's just now said okay, it's going through. It's it's yes. close, right or whatever. Um, they offered a thirty percent premium. 30% above market value, which brought the price per share to $104 per share, what right. they're buying. So if you've owned Citrix for the last decade, you probably paid less than that. And the companies not only did they pur- not only are they purchasing the company at a 30% premium, they are also, now it's not a premium of right now. Right now it's about $105, which is just stupid if you're paying for more. If you're buying the stock today at $105, you're losing a dollar per share. Like right. because they're only paying a $1, dollar, a hundred and four dollars per share, so you're an right. idiot. But whatever, right. if you're wanting to buy it, go ahead. My point though is, is not only did they pay a thirty percent premium, they also right. took on all. They're paying off all of Citrus's debt. Really. So so they're taking on the debt. They're taking on the share price at a thirty percent premium. So they already have a plan to make money. You don't spend that kind of money unless you are all but guaranteed more than that on the other side. Right. If you don't have a plan to turn around. And I guarantee you, here's what they're going to do. They're going to make it private, and they're going to tell all of these people with legacy licenses that Citrix just had no legal way to get out of. Right? Right. Like Microsoft can't stop you currently from using Office 2007, but they cannot support it.
1: Correct, and that's what they're going to do.
0: That's what they're going to do. They're going to go, no, we're not Citrix anymore. We're owned by a new company, and all of these legacy licenses that are out there, the millions of them, probably from the 90s and the 2000s, right, Right. are all... All these legacy licenses are worth $0 once this goes through.
1: Correct. And they're not going to be supported, and I bet you um, some of them will end up as open-source projects or something because... That's a lot of times what happens is these big companies offload a software and it ends up in the open source market. But
0: you as sure. you and I both know that people hate change. Yeah. So if you have a company out there of 10,000 employees right now that have used Citrix for the last eight years and they and, and Citrix turns around and says, guess what? Uh, all those licenses you bought that, we appreciate that donation, but it's now going to be $7 per person per month. Yep. You're going to pay it. Even if Microsoft's product is cheaper, even yeah. if, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever it's yeah. they're, because people hate change. That's going to so, come out of somebody where they have to stand in front of a CEO and okay. go, uh, this is now, I know it was costing us X, but now yeah. it's costing us Y.
1: Yeah, and we don't, so, and I'll say this much, in the world of design, you know, I uh, Adobe went from launching a, you know, Creative Suite 6 was the last one that they launched. And after that, they went to Creative Cloud, and you just pay $20 a month per app. Well, I just refuse to do that for whatever reason. So I don't. So when I deal with, you know, contractors and stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, you know, of course they came out with a new file version. So when I try to open the new files on my old software. So they always go, I always have to be like, can you please export the file for CS6? And I always have to the mm-hmm. message them that, and I have to ask them twice. So was like, can, It is basically like saying, "Can you fix this?" Because I'm poor, but it's just <laughs> I don't want to give. No, I understand Adobe all my money, and I actually went and found out. And this is how much people hate change. I went and found a competitor software that you can buy a one-time license. Now, I my license for CS6 as a student, when I bought it as a student, was $600, okay? Mm. That's for students. Yeah. You can go buy this other software called Affinity Design Plus, and it's really good. And it's really good, okay? And it's, I paid $100 for a lifetime license with updates for three years. And I've never opened the software in my entire life because I'm so stuck using PS6, Illustrator, and I just
0: can't change. Every company relies on that to a certain extent. They just do. Um, And look, this is a company that's been in trouble for a long time. It, this yeah. is not a new thing. They right. went through restructuring last year where they laid off a bunch of people and you know got rid of some buildings and infrastructure and stuff like that and tried to streamline their business a little bit and that kind of stuff. They knew this model wasn't going to last forever, but here's what they have, and it's what I think is not undervalued but not valued as it should be. They have a client list and a crap ton of intellectual property right? Yes. that's proprietary to Citrix. So, again, this company is buying intellectual property that they can turn around and do anything with because it no longer is Citrix, right, as well, a company.
1: No, well, I mean, it, they are keeping the name Citrix around, which is yeah, what the but, article said, but it is the, – the, the management of this company, the ownership of this company is no longer Citrix. So I am curious to see if they're going to give this a year or two and then say we're stripping this bad boy for parts.
0: Well, or it just will fade into non-existence. There will be no news article saying Citrix doesn't exist anymore, but if you had it on your work computer and all of a sudden it goes from Citrix one day and it says you know whatever this new you know what i mean update and now it's called what was it tibco right or whatever it is nobody would be the wiser unless you used it every day because they just basically integrated all of their features and programs and whatever into what they are now and that because what they want is the client list they want the users that are not going to like you that are not going to leave and go anywhere else, that we can then just now acquire them, and guess what? renegotiate any contract Citrix has. Of course. Right? For better arrangements and better deals, and all these companies will give it to them because they're not going to try something else. They don't know how it works anyway.
1: Right. Well, we're going to jump into this next story.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: So, if you go Google Pitbull right now, the rapper shows up, (laughs) before the actual dog if you go google blackberry the actual berry shows up <laughs> before the phone company which was just 10 years ago well yeah 2012 well 2012 was kind of the end of the end of the blackberry run i would say uh, it's
0: 2011 2012 was when they yeah. yeah blackberry stopped being blackberry
1: but i just hey man i i actually this is a full disclosure I was a brand ambassador for Blackberry and I did a lot of work with Blackberry and Verizon. And I've had, I think I had freaking, like 10 or 15 Blackberries in my lifetime. I have the last Blackberry Android phone. I meant to bring it here as a prop, but I didn't. I I forgot to grab it. It's in my office. Uh, I had a, uh, like when you and I first met, I was carrying a Blackberry, the Blackberry Android Priv. I'm kind of sad to say that this. Uh, so what has what had happened was uh, BlackBerry, which blows my mind that it's not even a like. There are kids who are like, "What's a VCR and what's a BlackBerry?" And I don't know right. how to. Live well, in because
0: world. look, BlackBerry. Look, if you know what a BlackBerry is, you know that it was known for its. It was the so, first smartphone that came with a, a hard keyboard. Right? right and that's where it made its name but again like most products especially in a fast moving like phones yeah. the screen the quirky keyboard went away very quickly right yeah, it just did it, keyboard, it was it was kind of a step in the progress of cell phones
1: yeah. and it made and, me
0: sad. and quickly became touch screens right and once you touch screens that's why 2011 2012 was really the end but in its heyday if you were a business person you had yeah. a blackberry
1: and you had BlackBerry Messenger, which was wild, which was its mm-hmm. own thing, which was the secure way of messaging people. And you know, it's
0: email, you know, now, right? Yeah, That's why the you, keyboard and everything like that. Right. It was, you're, it was. If you were a business person, you had a BlackBerry,
1: right? And so, what's it? What has happened ha- is that BlackBerry uh, has collected six hundred million dollars by selling its patent portfolio, which Correct. just. I think two or three years ago, was valued at $2 billion.
0: So, oops.
1: So, oops.
0: So, BlackBerry, along with a bunch of other companies back in, what was it, early 2000s, about that time that BlackBerry stopped being BlackBerry, acquired a bunch of these patents. And they're all intellectual property for... Software and hardware based around telecommunications and things like that, and they acquired these because they made it made a lot of sense to acquire them and then share them with. It had some kind of weird name like Rainbow Coalition or something like that when they all acquired these. No, 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 it was, I I forget the name. Anyway, it's not important, but it was like Microsoft, BlackBerry, Ericsson, Sony, Apple. They were all part of this conglomerate in a rare to come together, right? Right. These kind of companies to come together and acquire these patents. Well, they divvied them up afterwards. So once they acquired them, they divvied them up. So BlackBerry got its fair share at the time of these and just held on to them a little bit. Too long, right? right? Um, They acquired them for, I think it was, now between all the companies, they were acquired for $4.5 billion at that time, that 2012, right? right? But again, it was with all these other big companies too. So their portion of that may only have been, they may have come out square. They may have even made money off of this because if their portion was a half a billion bucks, they made $100 million, right, after six right. or yeah, eight years, right, or right, ten right, years.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: But so BlackBerry has been out of the game for a long time. I believe it was 2014 they sold their phone rights to TCL, right. which Blackberry. everybody knows from, like, TVs, Roku TVs, right. TCL.
1: And TCL made their devices for a while, and they got out of the business. Mm-hmm. Or they, they, they gave the, you know, because they owned the rights to the name BlackBerry. I think they made two devices, and they stopped. And then Mm a a Texas company called Onward Mobility picked up the the football and said, hey, we are gonna launch the next BlackBerry phone and just went silent because the phone was supposed to have launched and they just never did. And then because what what has happened is there was a small community of nerds like myself Mm -hmm. who would much rather carry a BlackBerry because I want a QWERTY keyboard because I type a bunch and I hate typing on uh, fat fingers. But so what BlackBerry was going to do was they were going to let this Texas-based company who had partnered with a subsidiary of Foxconn, you know, the the world's producer of mm-hmm. iPhones, and they were going to come out with this QWERTY keyboard, this QWERTY phone, Android phone. They just didn't. And they recently announced the last couple of days, oopsie-daisy, it's not coming. And we're just going out of business. Right. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> what's what here's what i found fascinating (laughs) is that they had 600 million dollars worth of ip to sell to somebody and that there was a willing buyer for this ip now what is interesting is that um as they are selling this ip this is a they pawned it, right? They basically what they did right. is they pawned it. Absolutely there's
0: a complete market out there for people to yeah. buy unwanted patents and do a number of things, a lot of them shady, like turn around and sue people, for example. You buy a patent knowing that you're gonna turn around and sue these three big companies that have very yep. similar patents or right. Flat out stole this patent for the last five years, but right. nobody's right done anything about Black-
1: it. BlackBerry and, didn't have the interest in pursuing it or whatever. Right,
0: and then so you sue them hoping to get a check in the mail because right. you sued them, and right. yada yada. So there's a whole market out there. So the fact right. that somebody was willing to give them $600 million thinks that they can get more than that on the other side.
1: Well, so what, what I, when I say they pondered, what I really meant was they gave them the cash. So that BlackBerry has money and BlackBerry is going to go be a security infrastructure company, right. it looks like. Um, but I think what's happening is BlackBerry will still have access to, to license these patents for, at no cost to BlackBerry for, I think, five years or four years. So what what did happen, though, on their devices side is they had to carry, they had supported, like we were saying about Citrix, They were supporting legacy BlackBerry devices. And they said, hey, as of January 4th, 2020, the support for these devices, 2022, sorry. 2022,
0: last month, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, last month, these devices are are the server that you use. The BlackBerry server, which was the selling point of BlackBerry was, hey, Mm -hmm. we have the fastest email server. You plug your phone into, you plug your email into this thing, and it's... Push email, not pull email. I, yeah. That was part of our marketing.
0: Well, it they launched the their own satellites. They had their own right. network, right? That was right. their thing was we have set up our own satellite network specifically for BlackBerry. We're not using the bandwidth that everybody else is sharing, right, and that kind of thing. And so it made sense at the time, but then did, they did, didn't evolve.
1: Right. Did you ever have a BlackBerry?
0: I did. I had one BlackBerry that okay. I used specifically for business, right so it was a business purpose kind of okay. it was my second phone yeah. um i never found i like the keyboard yeah but i never liked the phone itself okay. right i had I other it. phones that had a quirky keyboard right and stuff like yeah. that like i had one of those that popped out like that were yeah. a second it yeah. wasn't a sidekick but it was like Wait,
1: that hold on do you have two phones now
0: no, I don't anymore, okay. but at one point I did have a personal phone and a business phone. And was that um, useful to you? At the time, sure. Okay. You know what I mean? But um, uh, but it, look, it, the, the purpose of well having a business phone back then was you could uh, have it paid for by that company you were working with or company you are working for where they didn't pay for personal cell phones. Now in today's world, it if your old. company pays for a phone… They pay for a phone, whether you use it for personal or business, but yeah. it was a separation back then. The point, though, is is BlackBerry, again, as of really January 4th of last, you know, this past month, yeah. it, it just doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, well, right? Well, the but,
1: phone part of it's gone. BlackBerry as a company still exists. They just don't do devices anymore.
0: Right, the phone, yeah. right? But, but So you being able to use a BlackBerry, and oh, by the week, this kind of complies with the story 3g for most companies was also turned off this week right right most so, stop supporting it, yeah. 3g
1: so if you i so i have a four, i have an lte a, a 4g lte blackberry key one and i you know i was telling big man before i was supposed to get this new phone but t-mobile screwed me mm-hmm. and they offered me something and they're like yeah we can't actually give you what we offered so i was using this other phone temporarily this and i remember Cause it had a keyboard, I was like, I kind of missed this. I can tickety tack, tickety tack, tickety tack. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just me being a nerd, um, giving a eulogy to BlackBerry on our podcast, going, thanks for the good times.
0: Well, i also put this in the category of you like stories that are kind of scammy. And when you talk about scammy, uh, Onward Mobility, this Texas-based company yeah. that bought the rights last year. And, okay, what, we're going to come what, out with a 5G.
1: Are they in Dallas or Austin?
0: Uh, no, it was outside of Austin, I believe. It was uh, okay. one of the T-Towns. Um, not Tyler. Anyway, okay. the point is, Central Texas, uh, we're going to build a 5G, right, BlackBerry, that looks very new age. They had a couple of right. pictures of you yeah, know yeah. models and stuff like that. But the point, my my question is, and that I couldn't find anywhere, and I looked, right. Right. how much money did Onward Mobility collect from who? Right. That they've turned around and never developed a product. I mean, this is like a what was you know like the original not GoFundMe. What was the other one where you were actually buying into a product? Um, um, yeah, I know. You,
1: what you know, know what I'm
0: talking about, about though, starter. right? kickstarter like Onward mobility apparently kickstarted this entire thing and never de- developed a product not only did mm. they never develop a product they didn't even talk to people the most of the time like right. what were these people doing that thought because as far as at least a month ago month and a half ago december right, right they were saying no we're still on track we're just you know what i mean we're working through the some hiccups and supply chain yeah
1: so what they what they had said initially was that they were going to so after so this the port the patent portfolio sale was announced just recently but that means that BlackBerry's talking to them saying hey you guys were supposed to launch your phone in the fall of 2021 and just didn't do it mm-hmm. and we all know there's supply chain issues all this other stuff and if you're Samsung and and if you're I Apple, And if you're all these other companies, you're going to make sure that you're getting your chips. And this tiny player from an antiquated company that's licensing a name from an antiquated dead company, they don't care. They didn't have the pull to get the chips. So I think what happened is uh, initially the rumors, of course, because I'm in the BlackBerry rumor community. (laughs) The rumor was... That onward mobility, more mobility was going to launch the phone without BlackBerry's name attached to it because they're just using Android, so they were just going right. to pop an Android thing on there, and they weren't getting they were they weren't getting anything from BlackBerry other than the name, and BlackBerry owns the patent on the keyboard because if you might mm-hmm. remember five or six years ago, um, oh frick, Ryan Seacrest was an investor in a company where they created a hardware keyboard that attached to the bottom of your iPhone and it literally was a knockoff of a blackberry keyboard. So it's a quirky keyboard. Quirky, Quirky in America. Quirky, but Quirky Quirky keyboard. It was was a physical keyboard. I thought it was
0: Quirky with a K. Anyway, no,
1: is a different word look at
0: i know what quirky means like you're I mean, acting quirky yeah. but so, i, I could have swore it was quirky k-e-y like quirky. key no, no. can you just do anyway. me a
1: favor look down at your keyboard right now can you do me a favor look eh. down at your keyboard yeah okay right next to the tab button it goes Quirky. okay go ahead uh, and blackberry successfully sued ryan that company and they weren't able to produce the phone that that keyboard anymore it makes my sense. My question is, do they now, and what, what I'm curious to know is, that is interesting and that could be something that I could see the companies doing and going, hey, you know, cause I had an LG phone that you could p- put it in a case and it had two screens. Um, I, I do think there's a future where they're gonna, somebody's going to make, somebody is going to go to this company that now owns that patent and say, hey, can we just make a keyboard and we'll pay you a small amount of money And they're going to go get Kickstarter to to fund it, you know?
0: Well, I I was always – I was hesitant to go to a screen keyboard because I looked at it as something else that could break with my phone. Like, I no longer have – like, touchscreens for a long time were unreliable things in my mind. Like, when touchscreens came out as far as screens and, and like, uh, you know, uh, fast food restaurants and things like that, they were not what you would consider reliable. So no, the thought of lighters. for long, I resisted for a long time going to a smartphone without a, key, without a keyboard in it yeah. until the phone resisted. manufacturers didn't well, give me a choice.
1: But you also resisted because you're an old person. Right.
0: That sh- that's true too. Um and if you're Gen you're right. Z and you're sitting if you're Gen Z out there and you're listening to yeah. this podcast and you go, What is this Gen Xer and this millennial talking yeah. about phones for when Blackberry all they know of Blackberry is Blackberry is it was a mean stock a year yeah. ago in right. part of the, the you know what I mean, the GameStop yeah. stuff and it yeah. went from, you know, eight or nine dollars a share to twenty dollars a share and then now it's back down to eight dollars a share. So to We're them it's just they just means that it's a failed mean right. stock. That's all yeah, Gen no, Z knows. Black-
1: they think of of the berry (laughs) which is which is why which is why when I opened this segment I said if you google pitbull rapper shows up before the dog because there was a time in history where if I YouTube searched blackberry it popped up reviews of blackberry phones now if you look at blackberry now the first thing that comes up is Blackberry based diet. How to lose weight eating blackberries.
0: I would think maybe oh. the meme stock, right? That you know, I I like, but but again, that. yeah, Gen Zers blackberries, you know, they they know the name from the meme stock if you're a Gen Zer and you're in that world, right? Imbe- I, I
1: call them Zoomers because Gen Z sounds dumb.
0: <laughs> All right, don't start. Don't start that fight. We don't need the yeah. the millennials against Gen Zers fight. But go ahead.
1: Well, I'm I'm always ready for that fight. We're gonna jump into this next story, but I want to tell you about our sponsor, which is my company, Bolo Intel. You can go to bolointel.com. Bolo Intelligence helps you figure out the best tracking system for your situation. If you got mm-hmm. a younger driver, you got an elderly driver. Hey, listen, I jumped into my dad's car because he asked me to do him a favor and I realized he had left the gas gas tank open. Gonna have to put a tracker on the old man now, because that's just what you gotta do to look out for people. You can go to bolointel.com and learn all about the right tracker for your situation.
0: So, ex-girlfriends, ex-wives?
1: So, no, that is not the no, intention here. I however, however, if a vehicle is parked in plain sight, in most states, in most jurisdictions, Uh, That does not include a driveway. If it's, you know, in a a grocery store parking lot, they're parked at the gym. A private investigator may or may not attach a uh, tracker to it. Now, let's say you own the vehicle and that person drives it. It's yours to put a tracker on. But I'm not an attorney and you should see legal advice from attorney. <laughs> I'm going to keep making that advice.
0: joke forever because I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I so know. this last story is a great example of, so the the third story in this week's podcast was Scammy Story because, you know, that's what Danny's all about. And this story is yet another one of our trending stories of right. complete idiocy to end our podcast. So go also, ahead.
1: Like, so what I like to do when I curate these stories is there's a lot of meat, right? There's a lot of, there's, a because, you know, like, a company's going, a billion dollar tech company that no one mm-hmm. cares about is going private. A billion dollar tech company that lost its lost all of its um, clout. Right. Still had a $600 million, prof- that's all, it's real deep in the woods, my friend. But my, I, I really like talking about something, <laughs> I call this the, the dessert, the palate cleanser. to leave Is that what dessert. it is? All right. <clears throat> a company called Jetson from Sweden,
0: So, wait a minute. First of all, do you know what the Jetson is named from? Of course. Okay, so you are old enough to remember the Jetsons.
1: No, no. no. I am old enough to have watched Jetsons on Nick at Night when my father had a work conference where he was a lot where everybody brought their family to a work conference every year Mm -hmm. at at this, uh, this resort town in Minnesota where I was raised and we got to watch TV cable because we didn't have cable at our house because my dad's
0: cheap. <laughs> so you got to see it at the hotel That's on the Nick at time. Night, yeah. rerunning some of these old yeah. cartoons. And,
1: and the only other time was as a young kid, I had unmanaged asthma, so I, go, I would go to the hospital a lot. And at the mm-hmm. hospital, they also had cable so I could watch Nick at Night there so I was could see the Jetsons. Or I'd go to my cousin's house because they had cable, because their parents weren't cheap. So, <laughs> I'm um, old
0: enough to remember the actual cartoon being on TV, on not the reruns. But there was a cartoon called The Jetsons, Correct. which was the future um, with flying was, cars and
1: yeah, which is which was like 2017 or something right, which so uh to, to right. quote Peter Thiel, I was promised flying cars and all I got was 280 characters. So
0: Um, (laughs) yes yes so that the comp this company is actually named specifically after that cartoon that was called the jetsons so this is jetson as a company and it is developing what
1: it is a developing a one person electric quad copper copter yeah copter helicopter uh and the reason i said that it uh, hates Americans and this company hates Americans is that it has a 210 pound <laughs> max carrying capacity, which means
0: <laughs> this is the
1: average American, uh, like a 13 year old. Right. Yeah. yeah. 210
0: pounds. Yeah. yeah. It's my 13 year old's just <laughs> under, man. That's just, just under. Right. You know what I mean? And
1: he, your 13 year old's not even that, he's not even like a chunky kid. He's just a regular sized no. man.
0: No, like yeah. there's not a single varsity football player at, my, at the high school my kids go to, you know, my oldest goes to that would be able to fly this thing.
1: Yeah, correct. So this is why I said that they hate America because <laughs> we are we – are, I mean, the United States, at least for the, for, the foreseeable decade, we're still going to be the largest consumers of a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Like, like this – this. it's called the Jetson 1 personal helicopter. And it's Mm -hmm. electric and it uses a, you know, it has... What is it, 20 minutes of charge?
0: Yeah, so this is, and when you say anti-American, this is where I get, because obviously we do a bunch of things differently, and one of the things we do differently is our electrical systems, right? right? We do differently. So they sit there on their website, and they say, okay, you can get 20 minutes of flying time per charge. Don't go 22 minutes, by the way, while you're up there. That's all right. I'm saying. Um, but 20 minutes of flying time, which you and I means that means 15 and to and then they go on their inside. Well, but it only takes an hour to charge. No, 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 no. It takes an hour to charge if you're in one of these European countries yeah. that have the voltage they do. On a normal house here in America, we have 110 voltage. So right. it's a two-hour charge Correct. for that 15, 20 minutes of playing time. All for a bargain, basement bargain price yeah. of
1: $92,000. So here's the thing. It it has a top speed of sixty three miles an hour, so if I wanted to go from Austin to visit my parents in North Texas, uh, um, I'm doing the math here. It, I could walk there faster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, and look, that's th- this is a toy. That's all. This is a toy. This is not a a. This is not a replace your vehicle with a flying car. You know, this I is. Feel
1: like- I feel the same way when clubhouse was popping off. Like I was locked out of the kingdom. Like if I lose a lot of weight, I'm not going to be 210 pounds. (laughs) If I dropped, if I dropped an Olsen twin, okay that's not, that's not a reference anybody gets if i dropped one of the d'amelio sisters i'm still not getting on this thing
0: I if i dropped both olsen twins i would probably still not be able to get this thing you,
1: yeah but that's both olsen twins and elizabeth olsen who plays uh, <laughs> then
0: then yes maybe yeah, the
1: witch the red, red yeah. witch or whatever the the so char- yeah.
0: so Yeah, Scarlet Witch is what you're looking for. But here's the so this is a toy. But here's the thing about toys like this. Americans and a lot of Europeans have a a crap ton of discretionary income that they've already sold out year one of making these things. So ninety-two thousand dollars for a fifteen minute toy that goes sixty-three. Buy your kid a mini bike. A minibike will go fifty miles an hour, right? right? And they get just as much fun and it'll last for hours. These things are gas powered. Yes. They get a million miles and, to the gallon.
1: And here's the other thing about buying your kid a minibike. You're like, oh, it's dangerous. What happens when your kid forgets to land that quadcopter after 14 minutes and they're up in the air and the quadcopter goes doo dee, dee, and they just fall out of the sky? When's
0: Obviously, that story that's coming? When's that story coming that your 14-year-old, right, is in one of these after they've come out the first year? Your 14-year-old, some kid in California, right, or whatever, strolled it down on the trailer to the beach. Right. Yeah. And they're flying along the beach somewhere in San Diego or some crap like right. that. And they just fall out of the freaking sky blank, because they ran out. Now, according to this, and it falls you do not have two
1: homeless people who live in a tent right on the beach. Yeah,
0: But that won't be it. That'll be at the bottom of the story. Not that yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be at the bottom. Of, but the kids. OK. Right. Yeah, so yeah, of course. Um, but so it's supposed to come. You don't have to have a license to right. fly this thing. You So it doesn't
1: get high enough in the air.
0: They are saying that for the ninety two thousand dollars you do go to one of their facilities and get trained for two days. So there you go. Um two days it's like going up in a parachute after watching a video for four hours. I, I don't I don't but whatever. And they're saying that they do have safety features on here saying that the, it can fly safely with three out of the four engines if right. one of the engines does go out, and that it all of them come with a quick release parachute.
1: Okay. So here's the story I'm waiting for. Uh, And in the next three years, I predict it's coming. (laughs) My son was flying the quadcopter and it lit itself on fire and he had to pull the parachute, but the thing (laughs) was on fire. So the, so the parachute caught on fire.
0: As it was, because
1: it's an EV, it's an electric vehicle and it's just going to randomly catch on fire. One of them will. (laughs)
0: And burning at a million degrees.
1: Yeah, so you pull the parachute, and you're ejecting, but the thing's on fire, so.
0: This is a flying death trap. I don't understand who, Uh, I mean, I know, I do. The fact that I go, I was about to say, who buys this? But we all know someone. We we
1: all know who buys this, right? So here's the thing. Danny is now thinking, how quickly can I get down to 208 pounds so I can get this thing but then, just I'm gonna fly it around Austin like, nah. screw you! Uh, you're sitting in traffic on Loop One, which doesn't actually loop. Explain that to me, you dumb city. <laughs> which is why I'm not gonna live in Austin for the rest of my life because the you know. But I'm just saying, I'm gonna be flying over Loop One, giving everybody the finger, and then it's gonna go do do do. Now i got to land it on top of the high
0: school? <laughs> like... What's going to happen to this is like what happens to a lot of other expensive toys. Is If I was in California and I owned, let's say, a jet ski company, I would buy three of these, charge, I don't know, $300 an hour, or $300 for the 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Or whatever, something outlandish. Yeah. And these people in California, just for the experience... And it's got some kind of tracker where you stay within, right, whatever. From
1: followintel.com.
0: There you go. And you know what I mean? And you you pay for the experience of this, and it's just a recreational thing that it goes up for 15 minutes, you pull the other one out, and you know what I mean?
1: So what Jetson is trying to do is they're trying to sell their 15-minute model right now, take that profit in, and figure out how do we create a sustainable, long-range, individual quadcopter um but you can't and you're not gonna
0: well because that's the age-old question which goes back to what we said about earlier is battery technology because adding a heavier battery adding a stronger battery means a heavier battery battery, and now you're talking about lighter weight right because again force you gotta
1: put this thing in the sky buddy right Right. so weight, weight is a component because on a seven on a triple seven boeing jet They can have a lot of weight because they have jet propulsion, right? right? You can't have a lot of weight on something where it's going
0: well but there's still there's still a weight capacity i mean you don't think about it because it's a huge plane but a a, a 737 that southwest flies with a bunch of passengers is not carrying tanks to another country it doesn't work it still has it's a massive airplane Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have you know what i mean that kind of power so all of these things have a weight variance to them so right now the higher the battery life the more that battery weighs Right. until we figure that equation out where you can store right we need we need a battery resolution uh, revolution much like we had a storage revolution of the last 25 years yes where 25 years ago the hard drive that I had that was 64 megabytes was the size of this keyboard right, right. where now megabytes. yeah my first computer had 64 megabytes and right. I thought I will never fill this up like ever right. Like with music, I will never fill yeah. it up, and so. But when now you can get, I have a, a, a my backup drive is a hundred uh, terabyte, right? A right. thousand gigabytes, right. and it's the size of a credit card.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's wild. Yeah,
0: we need a battery revolution like, like the that. storage revolution, right. and the reason that came about is because at one point, all the way up until like what was it, two thousand fourteen. Um, server farms in companies yeah. were the most expensive real estate in America per square foot right. because of what all had to go into them, the air conditioning, the cost of the servers, the racks, all the storage was by far the most expensive real estate in our country because of the cost of that storage. So because it was so expensive, you had these companies fighting each other to get more storage in a smaller space. And it created this revolution of technology, right? Necessity breeds innovation. You
1: you can go and buy a one terabyte SD card that is the size of a micro SIM card. And I remember... In my lifetime, I had a Windows Mobile flip phone from AT&T, and I bought a 64-gig regular SD card, just a regular size SD yeah. card, and I slid it into that, and I was boss. I had 50 yes. cents get-rich-or-die-trying on my cell phone. Uh-huh. I was the king of
0: community
1: college. Right. And the you king, kept pulling that out. Look at
0: this. Look yeah. at this. Look at this story. Look at this the
1: king of community college is like being the tallest <laughs> short person.
0: But that's uh, You're OK. Still five but, foot three. And so that's what this foot two. that's what this whole Jetson one. Whatever. I think there is such a rush to come out with a flying toy, a flying vehicle yes. that there's such a rush to. OK, who can. It's not the best. But if it's the first the guy, one to make it out there that you right. can access, it'll make a name for itself.
1: The guy who bought the original Tesla Roadster before Elon Musk was really even a part of Tesla, that's the guy who's buying the Jetson one. Yeah. And that guy is an idiot.
0: <laughs> Well, again, I could see these, if they get mass-produced in some way, I could right. see this as a recreational vehicle, right? If yeah. you if What's you not, get like it up wheeler. to, like if you wheeler. could double the flying time to 30 minutes, right, right, let's say, especially if you got it to an hour, right, yeah. but 30 minutes, and you could bring the price down a little bit where I could buy like 5, 6, 10 of these things, right. where I could have two of them running every hour, basically, right. you could... Put these out there in, in all these coastal cities where you right. could fly out over the ocean, right, right, and come back.
1: And, hey, if it catches on fire randomly in the ocean. It's falling into the ocean. In Who the gives ocean? a crap, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so what if every now and then it drops on a nine-year-old just floating in a thing out there? But, hey. Right.
1: right. No, what is uh, what I will say, though, is, you know, obviously part of the reason why there's weight restrictions and battery. It's not they're just not constrained by battery capacity and weight. They're constrained by regulatory burdens like that's why if you'll see in Austin running around, um, you know, three wheel these little three wheel vehicles are called Polaris slingshots. Mm -hmm. They have three wheels because you think Polaris can't put four wheels on it, but if they put four wheels on it, it's a car.
0: Right, and, and it's got to go getting, by all of the other functionalities and safety yeah, it features. It's
1: got to have a roof. It's got to have all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So in order to keep it, it's it's considered a some some weird classification of motorcycle. It has right. three wheels.
0: For well, that, I'm sure it falls under the category of recreational vehicle, yeah, right, of some to get sort. It on
1: the, to get it on the road, it's called a motorcycle roadster or something is the classification. It's a weird thing where if you have a motorcycle license, you can drive this thing on the road. If you don't have a motorcycle license you can just go to the dmv and get a roadster thing on your license and then you can re- it's stupid but um i'm so old i remember when you could uh take a three wheeler and get a motorcycle license with it but now they don't let you do that anymore because well
0: three wheelers were outlawed in texas because they were death threats right having one well, wheel on the front and two wheels yeah. on the back the way they were designed yes. right they were cheaper to buy than four wheelers.
1: Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about ATVs, UTVs, right? Yes. The alternate, yeah. Right. I'm talking about on-road vehicles like the Can Am and the.
0: Right, uh, right. Yeah, Dune, bu- certain classes of Dune Buggies back in right. the day and stuff like that. No, no, I get that, but yeah, no. I grew up on a farm where we had several. Uh, <laughs> Three-wheelers and four-wheelers and stuff like that. And we always drove the three-wheelers because they were much easier to flip, to yeah. throw away, or to, to to ramp off of something. And you go one direction and hopefully it goes another. Because they were death traps. They uh, were complete death traps.
1: So, I have just now, in the last ten minutes, started a new company. I, will, I am looking. If you own a vintage three-wheeler, I am buying. I'm paying cash. <laughs>
0: and by cash,
1: I mean... I'm paying Dogecoin. I'm paying Dogecoin. <laughs> um, or Shibu. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm and, not showing this article to my children because my children would want this immediately. They yeah, they already drive around the neighborhood on mini bikes. And right. you know, like, no, no. Yeah. They would be down.
1: All right. Well, I think that concludes our episode for this week. But as always, I like to leave everyone off with the tip of the week. And I just wanted to say this. I am sick of following my dreams, so I'm just gonna ask them where they're going and hook up with them later.
0: <laughs> I swear to God, I get dumber after every one of these. It's actually
1: still, right. st- yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> not possible. I get it. Yeah, we'll see you next time, folks.